How do crowdsourcing, customer centricity, and a keen focus on cross-promotion combine to make your mobile app a success? Well, we dial in on the answers with M2 Catalyst, a company tapping app users to improve cell coverage across the U.S. And every two weeks, we bring you tips and advice from marketers at major consumer brands who share how they achieve their retention and engagement goals. Their success and this show is powered by CleverTap, headquartered in Mountain View, California, with offices in Mumbai, Singapore, and Dubai. CleverTap is a modern integrated retention cloud that empowers digital consumer brands to increase retention and lifetime value. And we're talking about that value today because the digital divide was about value. It was in existence long before the pandemic, but we really felt the problem of not having proper access to valuable broadband at home, at school, and on the go when, of course, everything went digital all at once. Now, thankfully, we've seen an increase in federal funding to boost cellular coverage and connectivity, but network build-out should also involve the communities and areas it impacts most. Everyone has a role to play. And my guest today is the director of marketing at a company that enhances and harnesses app users to power a new approach. He worked for a string of Fortune 500 companies, including Las Vegas Sands Corp, and as well as global brands from Emeralds Restaurants to Pinnacle Entertainment, as well as several tech startups. He's a perfect fit to talk about crowdsourcing and what it achieves. I want to welcome my guest, Joshua Shorter. Joshua, great to have you here. Thank you so much, Peggy. I certainly appreciate you welcoming me to the show and uh, real honored to be here today. And it's great to have you. And you're based in uh, Las Vegas, is that correct? That's correct. Right here in sunny Las Vegas. Okay. Well, Josh, it's great to have you. And I said at the top, it's about this one app that we'll get to. But of course, M2 Callus produces a variety of compelling apps. Tell us a little bit about your app portfolio to start. Yeah. So we do have, you know, as you mentioned, a variety of, of apps. We have you know, one of our apps, which has been around a lot longer than some of the others, you may have heard of it. One of them is called Network Cell Info, and it is an app that is basically used to help uh, consumers find, you know, where they get a good cellular signal, to see how strong their Wi-Fi signal is, to see which tower they're connected to. And this really helps to bring relevant stats uh, right into the palm of their hand so that they can see, you know, what their signal uh, strength is like over time. Um, we, you know, give them a little bit of a dashboard within the app to, you know, see all that in a snapshot. And it just helps to um, provide a better consumer experience. Uh, we at M2 Catalyst are really centered on, you know, being a, you know, voice for our consumers to the telecom industry to say, you know, here's where consumers get great signals. Here's where consumers get, you know, signals that uh, are not good signals or no signal at all. So one of our newest apps called Mobile Signal Finder. The way that it's different from the Network Cell Info app is that Mobile Signal Finder is actually powered by crowdsource data. So similar to how Waze leverages, you know, crowdsource data to, you know, give real-time insights into what's happening, you know, with traffic so that 
you know, those that are on the road can have the best driving experience. Mobile Signal Finder does the same thing, but with the mobile experience of consumers. So, you know, seeing crowdsourced data on, you know, where other users worldwide are getting good signals, where they're getting bad signals, you can see this on a crowdsourced map. And it just helps you to quickly find where you might have the best mobile experience and also see where you might have the worst mobile experience and hopefully you can avoid it. The other app that we have is called Phases of the Moon. You know, it's a great app to be able to, you know, see 3D simulation of the moon. Uh, you can also, you know, be alerted when full moons or new moons are happening. It basically takes you through all the various phases of the moon. You can see when those will be. Um, you can also, you know, see, you know, set up your widget so that if you wanted to get a quick snapshot of that on your your, your mobile device's home screen, you, you have all the, you know, relevant moon information that you need right there. There's also reminders for Farmer's Almanac, and, and, and it's a very expansive, uh, you know, app that's kind of centered around the moon. We also push a lot of moon-related articles, things from NASA, science-based, you know, uh, things as well to our users that, that provide them value, and uh, it's been one of the most, um, you know, I want to say sticky apps that we've had so far. And uh, we also have our battery widgets, which just those simply help uh, our users to get an understanding of, you know, what's happening with their battery, you know, how much of their battery is being used by, you know, X, Y or Z, um, you know, how much charge they have left and just giving them some some very important battery stats to help them, you know, optimize how they use their battery. Well, it's a lot about the customer experience here. And I want to keep on the crowdsourcing app. You know, the one that benefits us. We have the wisdom of the crowd saying, here's where the signal is good. Here's where it's not. But it's also, hey, mobile operators, my signal isn't great here. The coverage isn't great here. So I'm in a node. I'm a node in a sense in a network for good. As you said, ways for signal strength. How do you make that initial connection? It's It's an interesting value proposition, but it's not like download this app because of this it can't be sort of upfront. It's a complex value proposition for your users. How do you make that connection? It is. And, and a lot of that starts with, you know, ASO, the app store optimization, and really just making sure that what consumers see on the front end when they come to the Play Store is exactly, you know, what they're looking for. So users who are searching, you know, for, you know, uh, better signals or where can they find a great signal or, you know, anyone who is trying to do any troubleshooting around, you know, their mobile experiences, they punch in various keywords related to this. Uh, that's been, you know, kind of the sweet spot for us is really trying to maximize, you know, uh, how we appear in the, in the app stores um, that where our apps are downloaded. And so that has been, um, you know, helpful to really load up there, you know, using you know, uh, specific tools for ASO to load up on all the right keywords that we need to load up on so that, you know, uh, when, you know, the uh, Google algorithms are, are being, you know, are in motion, basically, the, again, the users that are looking for those types of apps um, can find us. Okay, so a lot in ASO. What's the monetization model here, by the way, Joshua, for the apps yeah. that you offer? Yeah, so it, it really varies per. So, for example, Network Cell Info Lite is a light version of, you know, Network Cell Info, premium. which is, mm -hmm. you know, the, the more premium version. And so, um, 
it's a very tech-driven app. So in, in the sense that our pro version might be used by more professionals like RF engineers and those who are, you know, doing, you know, troubleshooting with, with networks to make sure that, you know, buildings are getting great signals, so on and so forth. But, you know, your mm -hmm. network cell info light might be something that's a little bit more consumer friendly um, and a little bit more easy to get into uh, and understand okay. how to use. Now, your general consumer may not you know, want to use all the features that someone like an RF engineer would want to use. And so they would stick to, you know, the light version. But for those who do want a more robust app with, you know, features that are available to help them, you know, troubleshoot, uh, you know, any network issues they might encounter, you know, around their, their cellular or mobile, uh, cellular or Wi-Fi signals, uh, then they would upgrade to the pro version. Freemium versions, those are, that's going to be ad supported. So the phases of the moon or the light version. Correct. You know, for users who, you know, prefer to not have ads, uh, we also have an upgraded version where, you know, we, we make it ad free for them, Got it. Um, you know, rather than, you know, the, the free version, which still does contain ads. So. Okay. So very much a useful app. You're in sort of a I'd say utility, although there's a little bit even a little bit of a different, um, maybe you're a different vertical altogether, Joshua. Uh, it Aloha. If you are looking for thought-provoking conversations and different perspectives than you'll find anywhere in the mainstream media on the topics and issues of the day, you're in the right place. I'm Tulsi Gabbard, former presidential candidate, United States Congresswoman, surfer, soldier in the Army Reserves, and veteran of three deployments. On my show, we go beyond the headlines and the sound bites. We cut through the noise to provide you with unique, nuanced perspectives on all sorts of issues, along with my unfiltered views. No partisan talking points here, no hidden agendas. This is the Tulsi Gabbard Show. It's, uh, it's, it's utility, but there's also this model of being very professional at the same time and uh, paid uh, to get ad-free. Now, like many app categories, I'd imagine you saw an influx of downloads, you know, because we were doing a lot on our phones. And now maybe it's just a little bit harder. What have you seen? What have you done to um, make certain you're getting value for money in your acquisition? Yeah, one, one thing that we've really, you know, done is, again, load up when it comes to app store optimization, load up on, on keywords and making sure that we're always putting our best foot forth and, you know, in the app store, because we're competing against, you know, other apps in the same category, you know, which app is going to be featured and, and the algorithms take several things into, into factor, you know, when it comes to, um, you know, which apps are featured within a specific category and, and you know, app rating, is something that that helps you know if your app regularly gets regularly gets high ratings you're more likely to be featured um, if google sees that you know you create engagement for your users um, and your users are coming into your app on a regular basis you know sometimes that is a signal to the algorithm to say this is a good performing app we want to push this out and feature it uh, amongst you know various countries in this category and we've seen that over the past you know six months uh, you know, especially, you know, with an app like Phases of the Moon, we've been, you know, featured in as many as 15 to 20 different countries at one one time, just because, again, we have, you know, high ratings, you know, low, low crash rates, high engagement, 
uh, actually between January and March, we had about 700,000 uh, plus organic downloads uh, mm. from the Google Play Store just on phases of the moon alone. And, um, and it was a, a big win for us because, you know, you know, when it comes to app marketing and acquisition, you know, to acquire that number of, of, of users, you know, through a paid source, you know, maybe through Google ads or other app ads that you're doing, you know, you, you can be spending hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so to have, you know, um, landed another, you know, 700,000, you know, downloads organically, and then out of those generate, you know, almost 200,000 more monthly active users was a big win for us. So we're at the top of the funnel. I'm going to stay there for a little bit, a little bit of mid funnel before we get to retention and other topics deeper in the funnel. But cross promotion, you know, you've got great apps. You have a fun one like Phases of the Moon, which is, you know, awesome. I want one when you get on, when you get on iOS, you let me know. Um, <laughs> but uh, what do you do to make it possible to get more out of cross promotion? Do you cross promote? Do you have any interesting approaches? I guess is really the question because you obviously have some very smart approaches to ASO. 700,000 organics is not an easy feat. You've done that cross promotion. What role does that play? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we try to leverage the size of our user bases to the best of our ability when it comes to acquiring new users at no cost or very low cost. Uh, so for example, Network Cell Info has, you know, 1.28 million installs. Uh, our paid version has, you know, 75,000 installs. And, you know, at the same time, we have a newer app like Mobile Signal Finder, uh, which is kind of the little brother app to, you know, Network Cell Info that we want to uh, get more users on without having to spend an arm and a leg in advertising through Google Ads. And so, we do cross promote. So for example, over the past month, we have been really, um, you know, setting up, you know, push notification campaigns, in-app messaging campaigns through CleverTap um, to promote the mobile signal finder app within network cell info because the audience is related um, in the sense that both apps are helping users to achieve a greater mobile experience it's kind of a natural, you know, flow and, and, and progression from, you know, one app to the other. Uh, not that they're mm -hmm. dropping in network cell info when they get mobile signal finder, but they're picking up mobile signal finder in addition to having network cell info and getting some other uh, elements of value that maybe they aren't getting from network cell info. And so we've done that to, um, you know, to help, you know, increase our user base uh, for mobile signal finder and you know over the last you know uh, 180 days or six months we've actually doubled our monthly active users uh, in mobile signal finder uh, through doing things like you know engaging with push notification campaigns doing the cross promotion so on and so forth without having to spend money on advertisement wow double without the spend that is an achievement you talked about you know creating a bigger user base. But again, another point is to make certain that user base uses your app frequently. How do you drive more frequent interaction, more frequent use? People talk about hooking us, you know, hook from uh, near AL on habits, making you an integral part of my routine. Certainly notifications help. What's your approach? 
Yeah, I think you hit it right on the head. You know, those notifications do help. Uh, But one thing that I will also say that in addition to those notifications is is really just making sure that in the you know initial stages of onboarding a new user into your app that you have the right type of sequences you know set up for engagement you know to hit the user with the right message at the right time and so you know in addition to some of the you know standalone campaigns that we might do to you know tout a feature or you know, say here's, you know, uh, something that you can, you know, do with the app and make them aware of something that they maybe weren't aware of that they could do with the app. For our new users, we, of course, as soon as they, you know, launch the app for the first time, they are, you know, hit with, you know, a series of, you know, um, push notifications and or in-app messages. And, you know, the first day, you know, we're sending a nice welcome message to the user to welcome them into the app course, just to get them in there, get them familiar with it. The more time they spend in the app, the better, because that's, you know, the more data that we're able to collect and then, you know, let, you know, decision makers in the telecom space know, hey, here's where users are getting, you know, great signals, bad signals, so on and so forth, so that they can, you know, put new towers in places. Uh, but, But that initial first, you know, seven days to 14 days is critical for, you know, empowering the user as much as possible so that they know how to navigate the app, know where to find, you know, the critical features that are going to create that value for them. And so we really load up with our initial onboarding experience, you know, through some of Clever Taps, you know, automated user journeys. Um, and, you know, we, we take a very, um, we, we like to focus on, you know, uh, segmented messaging. And so, you know, all of our users are not getting the same cookie cutter you know, message, we, we really like to try to tailor that experience as much as possible. And so that's, that's help, you know, but as you mentioned as well, the, the other, you know, push notifications and, and that messages that we're doing um, are also driving users in after that initial seven to 14 day period, they're keeping users coming back on a regular basis. And so, um, you know, over the last, I want to say, um, I guess, six months, we had we we saw an increase, a forty three percent increase uh, in phases of the moon for our daily active users. You know, just loading up with push notifications. You know, in that messages, giving them helpful articles about the moon, letting them know when new moons are coming, letting them know, you know, about these features that they can set up to automatically be alerted. You know, when things happen with the moon, when a solar eclipse happens, or so on and so forth. And and that's been helpful. We've also you know increased our monthly active users by thirty eight percent. Uh, for phases of the moon just through, you know, launching more push notification campaigns. And when it comes to mobile signal finder, again, we had a 90% increase uh, in our monthly active users just because we're hitting them on a much more regular basis. Not doing it too much to where we annoy them and, and cause them to uninstall, but just enough to where they say, okay, we hear you, we see your notifications coming through, they make sense, they provide value for us, and then they come into the app and are able to develop more of a regular routine of using the app. That makes a lot of sense and dovetails with the research I'm seeing out there that says, you know, we will volunteer information data if we see a value exchange. And yours is very much around helpful content. You know, I can understand the phases of the moon. I can get content around that. I can get alerts 
for a lunar eclipse or the like, or in the case of your, you know, ways for signal strength, I'm doing my part to say, I'm giving you this information because you're going to improve my coverage. Now, we talked about your portfolio of apps and we talked about their purposes and the app experience. I want to understand more about that approach to get the right message to the right user in the right sequence. Tell me how you segment. Where do you start? You know, you know we start by, you know, recency and frequency. That is, is something that really helps us to dial in and make sure that we are, you know, hitting the right audience with the right message. You know, those who come a little bit more frequently than others, you know, or your, in other words, your power users, you know, can be hit, you know, with a different set of messaging than a brand new user, uh, you know, is hit with, or someone who rarely comes to the app uh, is hit with. And so we try to make sure that, you know, we speak to people based on you know, what we see uh, in trends regarding their behavior around using the app, how many times that they're opening, you know, the app, you know, for someone who is a power user for maybe a light version of the app, um, who might be a candidate who's very likely to upgrade to a pro version, you know, we might actually hit them with a message that is related to upgrading. Uh, to mm -hmm. get the pro experience. Whereas, you know, you wouldn't send that same message to someone who either just came into the app or rarely comes into the app. It wouldn't necessarily be relevant to them. And so uh, right message, right time, right user is, is what we're all about. And we even try to, you know, dial in and focus on, you know, very granular analytics that allow us to see through CleverTap, when is the best time to send, you know, a, a notification to a user. We don't just want to send it you know, um, you know, at a time where they might be sleeping. We want to send it at a time where they're most likely using their phone. Um, and so, you know, we can dial in that way uh, as well. But uh, segmentation is very critical to how we, um, you know, approach engaging our users. So what I'm hearing is it's based a lot on the user behavior, insights into that. What role does the channel play, the channel that brought them in the first place? Because as you said yourself, you're doing a lot of ASO, you're getting a lot of organic, um, maybe through channels you hadn't expected. How do you make that match, make that call? You know, that's that's a great question. And we're not, um, you know, I, I typically have done a lot more with multi-channel management prior to, you know, using some of the apps that I'm currently doing marketing for. But when it comes to the apps that we we have, you know, surprisingly, we're not really putting a lot into, you know, social channels. A lot of our acquisition, I would say 90% of it, 95% of it is really coming through, you know, either an organic download from the Google Play Store or an actual Google ad, as opposed to, you know, you know, doing an ad on TikTok or doing something on Facebook. And so uh, we, we would attribute at least 90, 95% of our acquisition to to Google. Um, but, you know, when we look at, you know, how that, you know, impacts the user, it really, I have really not seen a, a difference, you know, in terms of, you know, is someone that comes from a different channel more likely to become a power user, you know, than, than someone else. Um, it really just depends on the mobile experience of the person, I think is kind of what drives us the most is the person having a terrible mobile experience where they are, where, where they're you know, currently uh, at geographically, if so, that person could be more likely to, 
they become a power user because they're they may need to to always be troubleshooting you know things with their their wi-fi or their mobile signal versus someone who may not need to use the app as much because they're not having a problem with their mobile experience and so mm-hmm. um, hopefully that provides you know um you know some background there and hopefully that answers your question no no that's fine it's about the power user it's about that highly engaged user I'm wondering what that user looks like to you in terms of the events that you're looking at that define them. Because, you know, also now in an you know identity constrained world is what we're calling it. We're looking a lot at events. We're looking at pre-indicator indicators. Um, give me an idea of what an engaged user looks like to you, what they have to do and how you get them to do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, we. One of the amazing things about uh, the, the platform that we use for engagement, uh, CleverTap, is that we can drill down on our analytics with specific events. And you know, one thing that I like to take a look at is how frequently the user is opening the app. Uh, that can be an indicator for whether or not someone becomes a power user, or whether they, you know, become someone who, you know, uh, is, you know, an inactive user and eventually ends up uninstalling the app. And so when I take a look at our events, I can see that on Network Cell Info Lite, you know, 28% of our users launch the app five times or more. Uh, 12% of them actually launch the app 10 times or more. When we look at the paid version of our app, uh, which is, you know, it's, it's very interesting because when you deal with paid versions, you deal with, you know, users who are already sold on using it, you know, they're, they're going to be a lot more likely to, to get more use out of the app if they feel it valuable enough to pay for it. And we see that with our Network Cell Info Pro, 52% of our users launch the app five times or more, 32% of them launch the app 10 times or more. And so, um, you know, it's, it's, those are the indicators that I look for when it comes to you know, the signals for who is a power user, who is somebody that is, is going to not only use the app extensively, but maybe willing to, you know, do a review video for us or invite someone else to the app or, you know, tell their friends and family about it or be willing to, you know, if they're on the light version, be willing to upgrade to the pro version. And so, you know, the way that we get there is in, through continual engagement, you know, making sure, you know, that we're hitting them the right time with the right message. And when we take that, you know, uh, approach that's really driven by segmentation and, and, and getting the right message to the right user, we get a better response, you know, in our click-through rates for our push notifications. We even, you know, do things, you know, like um, just, just making sure that for a pro user, you know, they've obviously paid to have an ad-free experience. So we don't want to put in-app notifications in front of them that look like ads. We actually use a different format for our pro version than we do for our light version. And we saw a boost in our click-through rates when we started to use in-app messages that did not resemble um, the ads that they saw in the in the light version. And so those are some, some things, a few things that we do to try to get more out of our users and keep them coming into the app and prevent them from, you know, churning or uninstalling. I want to stay there for a moment because all of this requires testing and iteration. We hear it all the time. Test, test, test. Literally, every conference, every discussion with a marketer, what is your advice? You need to test. And a lot of it 
is the wording or even the appearance, as you just pointed out yourself. You know, it doesn't look like an ad. It looks like something different. Um, what are some other key learnings you can share around testing and what works? Absolutely. That's that's one of my favorite words, uh, <laughs> one of my favorite elements of being a marketer uh, and, and having these tools at my disposal is that it allows me to continually test. A-B testing is so important. You never get to a place where you feel like you'd have the message that's just going to work every single time, you know, as a marketer, there's always a, a you know, a, a deeper level. There's always, you know, a higher click-through rate. There's always, you know, a higher conversion rate that you can achieve. And so testing helps us to get there. And, you know, we look at, you know, testing things like uh, emoji in the push notification versus no emoji in the push notification. Um, you know, we look at, you know, testing the verbiage, you know, in, in the description or the detail part of the push notification versus the headline, or, you know, competing headlines against, you know, one another. We, we, we test features, you know, are people more likely to, you know, go to this tab within the app versus this tab within the app? Um, and, and so we try to get a 360 view of, of what our users prefer. And the great thing about testing, of course, Joshua, is it's working even when it's not working, because even if you see what fails, that tells you what resonates with your audience. So it's like either way, you're getting value out of it. And you pointed out yourself, you know, something as small as the size of the article that you're offering you know, rather than a full or a half interstitial, just a little box or something. Here's a great read. You know, what a what an what an improvement. What a difference. We want to you know continue to do that. You know, there may be something that's even better. The beauty of the A/B test is that if you're using a tool like CleverTap, it will always pick the winner and push the winner to the rest of the you know users who will receive it. For example, you can you know set a threshold and say after 10% of this is sent out, you know, maybe you've got 100,000 people you're sending it out to. Once it reaches 10,000 people, it'll say, here's the winner. And based on which one the winner is, it'll push the winner out to the remaining 90,000 people. And so just always a, a way of making sure you're getting the highest click-through rate. We love it. And it's also very, not just very relevant, but in a way it's also very dynamic because as you said yourself, you're doing this testing and you're saying, this is the winner, this is the one to send out to everyone else. What's the opportunity for marketers in harnessing real-time context? Why is that so important? It's, it's definitely important. You, you know, reaching a user at the right time is, is half the battle. You know, we've seen you know, uh, in our in our Play Store, you know, reviews where sometimes, you know, a user might have left a, a slightly negative review and they say, hey, you know, I received my notification while I was sleeping and it woke me up. <laughs> and we, we obviously don't want that to happen because that's something that would annoy uh, or irritate a user to the point where they might want to uninstall an app. And so what we looked at, it was, okay, how can we reconfigure our campaigns so that they trigger at the most optimal time for the user, you know, meaning, you know, they'll hit the user's device at the time where the user is most likely on their device. And that aspect of real-time marketing has really helped to boost our conversion rates and our click-through rates on our push notification, you know, campaigns. We might see, you know, um, the, you know, for, for just one of our generic, you know, 
uh, campaigns that that might tout a certain feature and say, you know, if it's network sell info, say, hey, you know, here's how you can actually see which tower you're connected to. You know, we might, if we don't have the right um, configuration when it comes to when that's delivered at the right time, we might only see a two and a half percent click through rate. Uh, whereas if we have it set up to where it's going to deliver when the user is most likely on their device, we might see a four and a half percent click through rate. And quickly back to you to, to wrap up here, Joshua. I mean, you are a marketer. You've been at several companies, tech startups, we said at the start. You're laser focused at, quote, helping global brands achieve growth through marketing engagement, lead generation, customer acquisition, channel optimization, multi-channel campaign management, content creation, and more. You are into all aspects of marketing. What's the one approach or rule of thumb you can leave us with that has brought you the biggest uplift in your career? As a marketer, you always have to be testing. You know, whether you're sending out uh, an email, you know, it's important to test your messaging, test your headlines, you know, test your, you know, you might text your, test your images. You know, if you're, if you're building a landing page, you know, test the, you know, the creative, you know, the, the image positioning, you know, what type of hero image you might have at the top of the landing page, where your, where your button is, you know, how many you have, so on and so forth. You know, if it's a push notification, you know, you know, setting up, you know, an A-B test to, to see which headline performs best, emoji or no emoji. Like, I, I would say that that's probably helped the most because it helps you to see what doesn't work, but it, and it quickly helps you to see what does work. And then when you see what does work, you can get laser focused on what works and then really start driving, you know, more engagement, you know, really start driving um, what you need to drive in order to retain the users because, you know, when it comes to, you know, app retention, you know, a 10% increase in user retention can, you know, increase the value of your business by, by more than, you know, 30%. And so, you know, help testing really helps you to get there, um, to see, you know, what is most likely to retain our users, what's most likely to push them away. Well, that is an excellent point to make because it's best practice, it's proven in your case, and therefore very valuable. I want to thank you for sharing everything, Joshua, not just how you do testing to get great results, but ASO, your approach to push notifications, everything along the line really left us with a very actionable blueprint for marketing. Thank you so much. You're certainly welcome, and thank you for having me uh, on the podcast today. Really enjoyed it, and uh, have a blessed and wonderful day. Just as a last thought, Joshua, come to think of it, why not? We've had a great time. I'm sure that others could learn from it as well. How is the best way, what is the best way for them to stay in touch? Absolutely. You know, if you want to stay in touch, you know, you can, you know, certainly, you know, visit us on the web, you know, www.m2catalyst.com. We'll take you to our mm -hmm site we do have a new site that is under construction that's getting ready to launch here within the next week or two and so uh, we're very excited about that but also if you wanted to reach out uh, to me on linkedin you can certainly find me on linkedin uh, that's joshua shorter director of marketing for m2 catalyst always happy to connect with other marketers and you know create valuable relationships as well so uh, yeah those are some ways that you can connect if you'd like to connect Excellent. Excellent. And uh, you are sharing. Uh, you gave us these tips. And uh, I think I'll, uh, I think if I'm not already connected with you, I certainly will. And we'll have those in the show notes. So again, thanks for being my guest today.
awesome. Thank you as well. And, and again, you're welcome and, and uh, have a wonderful day. And of course, Joshua has shared his journey and to help marketers and organizations on their journey to drive customer connection and results for their businesses. CleverTap invites you to CleverTap Quarterly, its flagship event on May 26. You invest just two hours of your time and you will benefit from a wealth of insights into how CleverTap customers across all verticals, all regions use hyper-personalization and other methods to gain competitive advantage. It also covers insights from thought leaders and industry experts on what hyper-personalization means now and how it will evolve in the future. So register now and reserve your spot. It's all over at clevertap.com slash clevertap quarterly. And I, of course, will have that all in the show notes as well. And if you want to keep up with me throughout the week, find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor, then you can email me, Peggy, Peggy at Mobile Groove. That's where you will also find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. And also check out all early episodes of this show at Amazon, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. And if you prefer video, well, hey, we've got you covered there as well because we've got this podcast in video powered by the Groove over on YouTube. So until next time, remember every minute is mobile. Let's make every minute count. Keep well, and we'll see you soon.